My name is Jeffrey Burke, and I'm a 40-year veteran of the natural products industry. I'm a naturopathic practitioner, a master herbalist, and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My shows air Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. here on 1230 a.m. I bring you relevant topics that we all need to know about and the best guests in the industry who bring the newest up-to-date information to my show. All of the shows stream live every day from 8 to 9 a.m. And for those of you who cannot listen live, you can listen to my podcast at stayhealthylasvegas.com and download the shows on demand. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the corner of Rancho and Charleston in the Smith's Plaza. Visit them and see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. They offer exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to stop by, tune in, you know, and hopefully walk away with some good information that might just make your your day better. You know, our world's better, a little healthier along the way. You know, we're works in progress, you know, and as I travel around the country as much as I do, I see that we're all works in progress no matter where I go. But the interesting thing is, Coming out of the pandemic, I think a lot of people are a lot more focused on their health and well-being, not really wanting to put things on the back burner and, you know, actually thinking about their health. And, you know, to me, that's been something that's been a little bit different. And, you know, because, you know, a lot of us have a tendency to kind of wait until, you know, last minute to start or only if there's a problem do we focus. I think preventive protocols are becoming a little bit better. And you know what? That's an awesome thing. I think what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to put ourselves into a better way of focusing because we're coming in contact with more things all the time. So I think it's been pretty great. So I appreciate you tuning in. It means that you're taking a step in the healthy direction. And thank you for tuning in. Remember, I'm here Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning. And of course, all of the radio show podcasts webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, where you can listen to any of the shows and the downloads. They're available for on-demand download when it's convenient for you. So tune in Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning live, or go to stayhealthylasvegas.com for podcast. And of course, then go visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store. They are Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. They do it right. They have a fully packed, full-service store with the best of the best products in every department, the most knowledgeable, helpful, informed, and educated staff, as well as passionate, to work with you to give you all the information you need to make better, wiser, healthier, more decisive decisions about health and well-being and how it relates to you and your individual situation. We're learning. But it's a lot easier when you have someone to help you with the guidance part and maybe give you some direction. That's what Stay Healthy is all about. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade, there to work with you today. Visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. Give them a call at 877-2494-877-2494. They can get your order together for you. You can swoop in and pick it up on those busy days. And you can also talk to them about available mail order services. They'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center. 
on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston. On that northwest corner, right by Smith's, you can't miss them. They're there to make sure that you really have a healthy journey. Well, today we're going to be talking with Neil Levin, who always brings incredible information with him, you know, on every topic we talk about. He is an industry insider and a voice for us and the, for the consumer, and really just is very driven to make sure that we are protected and that quality products are coming our way. He makes sure that formulations from Now Foods are done correctly so that we have a good choice for great quality products. Neil is the Nutrition Education Manager and a Product Formulator for the Natural Products Manufacturer, Now Foods. Neil is a Board of Certified Clinical Nutritionist who has a Diplomat in Advanced Nutritional Laboratory Assessment. He's a professional member of the International American Associations of Clinical Nutritionists, serves on the Scientific Council of the Clinical Nutrition Certification Board. Neil is a director, program chair, and the past president of the American Nutrition Association and serves on the Public Relations Committee of the American Herbal Products Association. Neil's comments and articles are published in magazines and newspapers. He contributes to scientific journals, has been featured in countless radio interviews and television news reports. His articles you can find at his blog, honestnutrition.com, nowfoods.com. You'll find him on Instagram. Um, uh, excuse me, on Twitter, he tweets as Neil E. Levin, and on Facebook, definitely a must-go-to at Honest Nutrition. So definitely uh, check out Neil, check out, follow him. It's awesome information, up-to-date, relevant information in this crazy world. You want to have a good, strong resource, and that is definitely Neil. Let me welcome my guest. Hey, Neil. It's nice to be back with you. I'm so glad to have you back. How's everything in your world? No, it's fine. I'm very busy doing a lot of presentations. I was actually on the phone uh, yesterday morning at 7.30 uh, on the phone with Dubai because I'm doing a training for a hospital group and a medical training there on Sunday afternoon. I volunteered to work on a holiday weekend. Go figure. And... Mm -hmm. uh, I did two trainings yesterday, one a staff training for remotely for a store and another one a Facebook Live conference for, uh, again, for a, a store but for their customers. And, uh, you know, so life goes on. You know, I'm busy, busy. Me too. I just got back from Florida last night late. I leave for Colorado on Monday. It's... Uh, it's busy, but it's great. You know, somebody said, be careful what you ask for. And I said, well, you know what? I love to travel. I love to be out there in the stores. I mean, I, I love Zooms and webinars and trainings, but there's something about being in person and face-to-face -face with people that I think, to me, is more desirable. You, I think you'd probably agree. Yeah, I actually turned down an in-person medical conference in Dubai to speak there in, over Thanksgiving weekend because I didn't want to be away from the family. So they came back with doing a remote one on the 4th of July weekend, which I agreed oh. to just, you know, I, I'm all about service. You know, I, I sacrifice and, you know, try to help the customers. So, you know, yeah, yesterday yeah. I worked from 7.30 in the morning, and I didn't finish my, after my last presentation, I worked till 11.30 at night finishing up my presentation for the medical conference in Dubai on Sunday. So they have time to, to review it. You know, and, and I think the wonderful thing about about being able to continue these trainings is because the world is still moving. 
and things are still changing and new updates are there and people need information and education and clarity and uh, dealing with a lot of the misinformation out there. So that's what we do. We continue to give them all the tools that they need. Ultimately, they're going to make all their own decisions. But I'll tell you, making a decision with extra information and good knowledge that's relevant makes it a lot easier because then all the guessing goes away. Yeah, and, and we've got other pressures on our businesses too, which is includes the legislation in Washington and in various states to highly regulate dietary supplements to the point of having to pay a fee and register every single label with the government, which is the first food product, because dietary supplements are food, that would have that level of onerous regulation. And it's under a pretext of safety, but the safety data does not justify this. Uh, it's actually safer to take a dietary supplement than to eat a meal in terms of food poisoning, allergies, and things that cause thousands of deaths a year, where dietary supplements most years cause zero deaths. Why do they need this regulation? And the regulation, by the way, they're proposing includes stiff fines and jail terms where you have to identify the people in the company responsible for making products, and they could go to jail if the label is not submitted correctly on time. Wow. You know, vitamin C, you know, we can't come up with a new version of vitamin C formula. We would have to register that with the government under penalty of jail time and fines for individuals, not just the company. So they're treating this like it's extremely hazardous stuff, which everybody listening here knows is not true. Hmm. You know, it, it's interesting how we've been through this, oh my goodness, how many different times now? And it just seems like it seems to be kind of the same group of people that seem to be the thorn in our side all the time. And it just, it, I, I, I just cannot figure out with all the other things that they should be focusing on why they would even be giving this even any focus at all. Yes, but you, 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 take, a, you take things like vitamin C that's not killing anybody, is actually helping people, and you want to register it to make it as, to seem as dangerous as a, a drug as a, a toxic drug, and it's just ridiculous, the, the mindset, but, you know, it, it's a bureaucratic takeover is what's, what's about to happen. If, if the FDA gets to approve every product, what's going to happen to NAC, N-acetylcysteine? What's going to happen to anything controversial? They will just refuse to issue a label, and you won't be allowed to sell it. It's going to give the FDA absolute veto power over every dietary supplement product every line extension for under the guise, under the pretext of we need to protect the public. <clears throat> They're protecting the public from zero death. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. I mean, is it financial gaining? Is that what it's all about? Is that what it comes down to, or is it just power? Both. Uh, it's a fee structure, too. We would have to pay to register every label, and the FDA would use, accepts these user fees as part of their budget. So it's a way to increase their budget. They might not even do anything with these. But it's a way to have tens of thousands of products pay fees and collect millions of dollars for the FDA. And it even duplicates programs in the National Institutes of Health. Like they have a label registry. The FDA wants its own. It wants to start from scratch. 
It's not going to use the 100,000-plus labels already in the NIH, National Institutes of Health, registry. So, you know, it, it's a bureaucratic infighting is part of the process. Uh, a naked grab for revenue is another part, all while the FDA admits they're not doing enough ex- inspections of manufacturers. They come to Now Foods Plenty because we're a nice half-hour drive from their headquarter, their Midwest headquarters in Chicago. They're, they were in our place a week or two ago doing an audit. So, you know, we're, we're the easy picking. But we're a big company. We follow the rules. They know us. We collaborate with them on some research projects like uh, pesticide residues because we're one of the only companies testing for that. So we're actually sharing data with them. Uh, so they know what's on the market, and if they're going to set standards, at least they should have some realistic basis of knowing what's out there. You know, so you know we, we collaborate with them, and you know things like uh, uh, pharmaceutical testing and raw materials. We we shared information with them. So you know we're not enemies of the FDA, uh, but we don't appreciate being treated like criminals. Just for having a vitamin C or a vitamin D or a multivitamin, where they need to know every exact product. Every, you know, I mean, we have label variations. We change formulas. If you ever look at our labels, it might say there's a four-digit code and then a letter after it. That letter indicates a different label version. So, you know, if it says B, C, D, E, those are different versions. They would want us to re-register every label, pay a fee. Every time we make any slight variation on the label, hmm. you know, we might change. Uh, uh, you know, we might change a label uh, where we're changing the amount of ingredient in there that's already in there. You know, maybe uh, we're trying to use a smaller capsule and we're taking out some excipient or something. We'd have to notify them and pay a fee. And if we didn't, we can go to jail. And to it. me, here's the analogy. <clears throat> Are you going to stop speeders on the highway by making every driver keep a, a log in their car that can be inspected whenever you get stopped by the police? No. You know, is that going to stop speeders? No. no absolutely not. not. They're already breaking the law. You need enforcement. The FDA admits they don't have enough enforcement. We have lobbied for years to give them more enforcement money, to give them millions more. We have actually lobbied to give these guys more money to inspect and enforce laws that exist. But they want even more. So, you know, it's never-ending. We're willing to have reasonable regulation. We're, we're willing to be inspected and audited. And we expect that. That's fine. That's in the law. But they want a new law that gives them more power. And by the way, it erodes the Bioterrorism Act because we've seen where there's uh, some disruption of food production plants over the last year or two by uh, unknown actors. And the bioterrorism law specifically keeps these people involved in production and the production site's confidential. We have to we have to register with the FDA as a production food production site. That's in the food right. safety law, the bioterrorism law, but the people involved are confidential. And this would make them public where terrorists and, and 
people who want to disrupt operations would know who's involved and where it's happening. And that was deliberately withheld from the bioterrorism and food safety bills for national security reasons. This is going to override that and make it all public information, and all the food production is going to be at the mercy of anyone who wants to disrupt it. I mean, this is a serious issue. How do we stop them? How do we stop them? You have to let the... It's in the Senate now and going to the House, and there's a bills that are uh, FDA... It's actually the FDA uh, drug fee bill in the Senate where they've added this. It has nothing to do with drugs. Dietary supplements are foods. They're not drugs, but they're adding it to the, uh, the drug, the prescription drug fee bill that's in the Senate. And there's another standalone bill by Senators Durbin and Braun uh, from Illinois and Indiana that uh, would do the same thing. So there's actually two bills in Congress. Let your people in Congress, senators, uh, representatives, know that you oppose a mandatory registry for dietary supplements. That's all you have to do. There's plenty of web pages you can go to and, and find out information about this. All right. Well, we'll pass that on and get it on social media as well and hopefully have people share it as well with everybody that's out there. You know, we have platforms. We just have to use them. Yeah, I actually had a letter in the local Daily Herald paper in the Chicago suburbs on Saturday uh, telling people about this. And I have a detailed one that has links saying, yeah, this is already covered. You know, the NIH already has a database. Here's a link to the database. Uh, this is already covered by a certain law. You know, a lot of what's happening is what they're doing is duplicating or existing laws uh, more onerously and adding this whole fee structure and registration that gives them veto power over products. So if they want to ban a product, they don't have to ban it. They could just refuse to issue a, label, a registration number for the label. You will not be able to sell a, a vitamin without a government registration number on that label. Where do you feel this is going to go? What is the success rate of it passing? I don't know. I know. It's on a must-pass bill. This is the FDA reauthorization bill that it's been attached to. So that bill is going to pass one way or another. The House passed the version without this. The Senate passed the version with it. So it's going to end up going to conference at some point, and we'll see what happens. Your, your supplements to... might be at risk, is, is the point here. And new products. I mean, we're, there's always new things coming out that people want to take, and the FDA is, might take a very hard-line approach not allowing new ingredients on the market, uh, even if they've been used internationally in food supplies and things, if they're not sold in the United States, they take a dim view of selling it here, even if there's decades or centuries of safety data. So, you know, this, this could be a serious thing affecting the supply of dietary supplements, existing ones, as well as new products. Uh, FDA would have a complete stranglehold over every new product introduction, every product change. Okay. If there was a link that you did have somewhere, if you could get it to me and I could get that link out there, people are pretty good about clicking on a link. I and, will send uh, you a link today. Okay, that'll be great. 
Well, today we're going to be talking about melatonin. You know, people, and thank you for that update, Neil. Um, people know about melatonin. They heard about melatonin. And melatonin is one of those things that a lot of people kind of put into one category for sleep only. But melatonin does have many other powerful effects as well. Um, I would just love to hear your take on, on melatonin in general, you know, because it's become more popular. It's uh, a lot more people know about melatonin now. And um, what are your feelings on melatonin? Is it something you personally use? Uh, I have melatonin, and I have used it. I don't use it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, since I also, uh, in the past, have traveled a lot like you do, and I travel a little bit still, but not as much as I did, I actually had about 20, 24 business trips a year before the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I was on the road an average of every two weeks or so, yeah. twice a month. I get, I get that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I would have it with me just in case. Uh, I don't tend to get jet lag, though, because I don't sleep on the plane. So if I'm going to Dubai or China or someplace and it's a 14, 18-hour trip and I'm not asleep, I'm very sleep-deprived by the time I get where I'm going. You know, I might leave Chicago on Sunday afternoon and get to Dubai late Monday night, local time. And so I'm ready to go to sleep where I am at the appropriate time. And that's one of the keys to avoiding jet lag, is not sleeping at the wrong time and then you're awake in the middle of the night where you, where you are. You know, if you're just mm-hmm. sleep-deprived, <laughs> you don't have that problem, I found out. But, you know, sometimes I do take melatonin to ensure that I go to sleep and, and things like that. Uh, melatonin is a hormone. It's made in the pineal gland in the brain, but it's also made by gut bacteria. And the gut bacteria actually make far more uh, incredibly more melatonin and serotonin as precursor than is made in the brain and the pineal gland. So melatonin is made typically in darkness. So staying up late and watching your screens until uh, late at night does not help you sleep and it shuts off to some extent your own production of melatonin. So melatonin is not only a hormone, it's a very potent free radical scavenger, uh, which uh, colloquially would be called an antioxidant. We, we're not allowed to call it that on labels, but you know, in the medical literature they would call it an antioxidant. Uh, and it's involved in many biological functions, which is largely associated with regulation of cycles. In other words, regulating your normal sleep and wake cycles is done by melatonin. Regulating the immune system and how it works and when it's doing what is uh, has a role with melatonin. Uh, maintaining your healthy gastrointestinal lining is something that's done with melatonin. How does your body know when it's time to make stomach acid and when it's not? Is it appropriate to make stomach acid all night long? No because you're not expected to eat and be, uh, need to digest the food at that time. Uh, so, you know, there's issues like that. Uh, when, you know, think of the highway, another highway analogy, sorry about that. But uh, when do the road crews go out and patch the potholes and, and do the maintenance? Hopefully on the nights and weekends when there's low traffic, not at rush hour, right? So... The same scheduling is done by melatonin in terms of repairs and maintenance. 
when do you maintain your intestinal lining, your small intestine, your stomach even? When, when are those things have downtime where they could be maintained properly and rebuilt? And melatonin is the controlling factor for all that. So it, it has a wide role in terms of what's happening, what's active, what's relaxing and sleeping and resting and repairing, and when that happens. That's all due to melatonin. Huh. Wow. You know, I think most people that have taken melatonin know that it does help your sleep. But it's always interesting when we can break a nutrient down and give people many of the other benefits that they may experience. Because, you know, people that I know use melatonin will come back and say that they notice a difference in, in other areas and they had absolutely no clue. And the benefits were, were noticeable. You know, and I, one of my favorite things about nutritional supplements is when someone uses it, but they get benefits in another area they weren't planning on, but they really love the benefits that they received. And those unknown benefits are, are pretty great. Yes, I say yes, this product has side effects, but they're not undesirable side effects. You know, if you have something you're taking for sleep and it helps reduce your GI distress, that's a nice side effect. You know, that's not Absolutely. a bad side effect. If it helps your immunity, that's not a bad side effect. If it helps maintain healthy tissues and, and, and you don't have things break down as much, that's a nice side effect. These are side effects, but side effects are not necessarily all bad. I mean, even statin drugs, uh, they, they found effects on, on other things because they, they act kind of like antioxidants in some ways. So they're finding other benefits from them. Not, not that I recommend statin drugs. You know, the, there are some, a, a lot of side effects with them, and there are other alternatives uh, that people might want to try before they get on those drugs. But once you're on them, there might be actually some good side effects that offset, in some ways, some of the negative side effects. On the supplements, you don't tend to have the negative side effects nearly as much. That's why pharmaceuticals are controlled substances that either have over-the-counter drug regulation, which is basically what they're trying to do with with vitamins and other dietary supplements, or uh, it's just a way to, uh, you have the pharmaceutical drugs where they have really nasty and you need a prescription because of the nasty side effects. Uh, you know, they're, they're really controlled substances because of their toxicity. Vitamins are not controlled substances yet, because of their lack of toxicity. I see. You know, how do you, do you recommend? Is this one of those um, one of those ingredients that you think is best utilized in lower dosages, working your way up progressively rather than starting at a larger dose? Well, in, in terms of sleep, yes, the lowest dose that works is the right dose. If you take too much, you will probably get groggy in the morning. It, it okay. would be the main symptom. You know, not, not so bad. Um, if you're going for something like gut health, there are formulas, including our professional brand, that use melatonin as part of a system to relax the GI tract and avoid some of the unpleasant side effects people are feeling. So uh, in, that guy, in that regard, there, it's like three, to, three milligram twice a day as part of a formula that's being used, you know, it's a little bit higher dose. Uh, we actually make products in, in varying amounts 
ranging from a one milligram tablet to a new 20 milligram capsule. Now, the only one we make in a lozenge form is the three milligram chewable peppermint with vitamin B6, which is needed to help convert the dietary amino acid tryptophan into serotonin. It actually goes into 5-HTP and then serotonin and then serotonin. One of its pathways is melatonin. It's not the only thing it does. Uh, so, and tryptophan, that's not the only thing it does either. Um, maybe 10% of dietary tryptophan goes into the 5-HTP pathway. 5-HTP is a precursor of serotonin, and serotonin is a precursor of melatonin. So you can feed the pathway by taking tryptophan, dietary, or supplements. Uh, 5-HTP is a supplement. Serotonin is not a supplement. But uh, if you take 5-HTP, it directly converts to serotonin, and then you have serotonin that you can make melatonin from. And as I said, most of that is going to be made in the gut and not in the pineal gland of the brain, uh, because the gut health issue is by far the most important uh, feature of melatonin in the, in the body, the role of melatonin. So, so here's my question. You know, if someone is using those higher dosings, Aren't they going to be exhausted all the time, or is it what it's mixed with that actually makes it okay to use during the day? Is that a weird well, question? Well, one thing to remember is that melatonin is a hormone that rules the night. It's, it's the, I don't know, the vampire or whatever uh, <laughs> type product, you know, where, where it, it, it's nocturnal, basically. And what's active in the day? You have your adrenal hormones, your uh, adrenaline, Got your it. cortisol. So they offset each other. The more cortisol and stress hormones you have, the more melatonin you may need to shut them down and offset them and allow these downtime repair processes to occur properly. Got it. So that's that's the best explanation I've ever heard. That's the okay. best explanation I've ever that's the best explanation okay. I've ever heard. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Um, um, another reason for a high dose though is because uh, it, it's a very powerful antioxidant or free radical fighter, which is the terminology you'll see on labels. And that means it, it has a role in cellular health. And, uh, you know, there are some therapeutic reasons to go to higher doses. One caveat is you don't want to give high doses to children. And you right. don't want to take high doses for a woman who may be pregnant because it, it can affect the hormones. You know, if you're shutting down production of certain things for longer, uh, it actually, the pregnancy kind of overrides a lot of that, and uh, you're kind of conflicting with some of the imperatives of pregnancy. So it's not advised for pregnant women to do any kind of high dose of melatonin. It actually may prevent women from getting pregnant to some extent, not, not reliably, but, you know, where you could use it that way. But, you know, where, where it might for individuals have a, an impact on women trying to get pregnant, you know, temporarily. You know, I, I saw an article. It was a study that was done because of its antioxidant benefits. Um, it was actually done on uh, age-related macular degeneration, and it was a melatonin study. 
and also seeing benefits with glaucoma and things like that. Have, have you seen, is that because it works on a cellular level? Yes, it protects cells and it helps keep cells young and, and healthy. Uh, but it also, you know, not just cells, but tissue. And, you know, like we're talking about the, the, the gastric lining <clears throat> in the GI tract and things like that. But uh, <clears throat> although a lot of the things you're talking about are oxidative damage. Glaucoma uh, is cataracts, uh, macular degeneration. There's an oxidative component to them. Even uh, something like uh, uh, retinopathy. A diabetic retinopathy has an oxidative component to it. It's a cla- you know, it, It's actually been termed a classic oxidative damage uh, type of, of situation. So, you know, having a, a broad variety of antioxidants that can pass the blood-brain barrier because the eyes, for example, are are physically part of the brain. They're 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 on the other side of the blood-brain barrier that is largely restricting water-soluble nutrients from passing because the brain is mostly fat and watery things are considered suspicious at least and dangerous to some extent. So you need certain requirements to pass through the blood-brain barrier, which is really, you know, we're, we're talking about capillaries where single cells pass through. They're very tiny, and the cells can diffuse through the cell wall in certain areas and get into the brain. But it, it's got to be small enough to fit through there. And when the liver detoxifies things, it tends to do things like glucuronidating them, adding glucuronic acid, which makes them more massive in terms of these structures. And they can't pass the blood-brain barrier because they're too big by intention because you don't want these potentially toxic metabolites the liver is getting rid of and sending to the kidneys to go out through the urine or to the, from the liver to the bile, the gallbladder and the bile to be excreted through this stool, you don't want them to be reabsorbed and, and wreaking havoc on the way. It's kind of like if you have a prisoner in a jail and you're, you want to move them to the courthouse, you're going to do it in a paddy wagon. So the liver is essentially making these paddy wagons to send these criminal uh, chemicals uh, out of the body safely so they can't escape and, and cause damage on the way. So the blood-brain barrier is part of that system. There's this very tight diffusion of single cells of a certain size that are allowed to go into the brain and by extension into the eyes. So, so knowing about the cellular level and the balancing part of this and the sleep-inducing and, and, and all this stuff together... How do you feel about melatonin uh, being a a nutrient with the possibility of helping things like anxiety and depression? Is that is that a another kind of little branch off the melatonin tree, if you will? Well, I mean, the way it might have a role in mood control mm-hmm. is partially by letting you get a good night's sleep, because anyone uh, who doesn't get a good night's sleep is going to be irritable and have things not be balanced. I see. But it also has a role in gut health, as I mentioned. And people, there, there is a connection between people who have mood problems and gut health. There's a very powerful connection. It's not just a, a, a slight connection. It's a very strong connection. So, you know, people who have bad 
GI tracts, you know, whether it's from celiac disease or or GERD or uh, ulcers or whatever it is, they are going to be miserable. They are not going to have a good mood. It, it's no wonder if they're depressed or have other issues like that, anxiety, if they are physically uncomfortable and in pain, if they don't get enough sleep to think clearly and have things running properly, if things don't have the proper downtime to reset and and be uh, have all the right hormones and neurotransmitters and everything else in the right proportions at the right time. And so melatonin in both its role as a internal antioxidant, even if we can't call it that on the label, and and its role as controlling the circadian rhythm when things happen in the body and when they don't happen. Uh, both of those roles interface with how our moods are. You know, very, very positive, very uh, strong connection there. So are we talking things like heartburn and GERD and things like that can be benefited? Well, you're not going to hear me say that in terms of a product or label, but uh, there's sure. certainly research to that uh, end, yes. So I guess the, the thing that I think a lot of... We, we live in a world where so many people have gastric disturbances and compromised digestive tracts, and of course a whole bunch of them kind of navigate toward the proton pump inhibitors from the drugstore. Um, is it ever too late to get any benefits in that arena? if you've been suffering with digestive disorders for a long time. Of course, we're going to talk digestive enzymes and probiotics and all that stuff, but um, some people just have major problems, and I just wonder if it might be another suggestion to maybe bring into the fold. Melatonin would be a good suggestion for anyone who's got any kind of disruption in their GI tract mm -hmm. to try to normalize when things happen and when they don't happen. So, you know, if you need the repairs, you need things to shut down. You, you can't allow the stomach acid to run night and day. You can't allow no time for the road crew to go in and resurface and, and fix areas that are damaged in the stomach and the, and the intestines, uh, or they will just break down and, and lead to more and more problems. Uh, this is the body's normal way. The body makes melatonin. The body uses it to do these things. You know, this is not something that was made up by vitamin companies. This is part of human biology. So, you know, there is a role there for melatonin, and it's not going to be the first thing someone thinks of. Now, it might not be enough just to take melatonin. Let me add that. You, there are people who need medical intervention and, or need drugs, sure. and they can't control it. And melatonin, these supplements are not very strong, forceful things like the drugs are, and they're not you know, necessarily forcing the result you want in a short time. You know, they, they might be more for maintaining than, than uh, correcting even. And you know, certainly we can't make corrective claims on a label either. That's another law. Uh, controlling the dietary supplement industry. You know, we can't improve anything on a label. We, we can only maintain already healthy structures and functions of the body it, it, by law. That, that's all we're allowed to do. We can't treat disease or do anything like that. Uh, that said, you know, melatonin might help with normalizing the processes in the GI tract, 
but you might need something else. You might need mastic gum, slippery elm. You know, there's a number of other substances that are used to calm, soothe, uh, help rebuild these systems. Uh, uh, the pepsin GI compound, which is a zinc carnosine, which has been shown in studies to support the healthy stomach lining, for example. So, you know, these things take time to rebuild and work, and melatonin might buy them some time to do that. Uh, you know, none of this stuff's going to work immediately fast like a drug, though. You know, drugs have their role, and they have their purpose, and they have their function. They also have their toxicity, and some of them are not intended for long-term use. So you might buy time, but what are you doing to actually give the body what it needs to function properly, heal, let these things relax and recover and and not be working 24-7? The same thing it does when you take melatonin, you know, that you're not awake 24-7, you're looking at uh, in the body. Is, is the body doing something 24-7? It shouldn't be. You know, okay. that, that's a, a reason to consider melatonin and your melatonin status. Well, here's a question that just came in. It says, my husband and I are listening right now, and we've had this discussion before, about rotating or um, cycling melatonin. Is it a good idea to lay off of it every once in a while, or can it be used on an ongoing basis? Maybe you can help us settle this. Well, I I mean, for example, if you have an upset stomach and melatonin's helping it, there's no reason you have to stop taking it. You know, I mean, you'd you'd probably take it once a day at at bedtime, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, There might be a reason to take a low dose during the day when you're not, tempted to go to sleep and it won't make you super sleepy and will still help that. A lot of people will take, though, uh, tryptophan or 5-HTP during the day for that and then take the melatonin at night because melatonin does have a more direct role in helping you sleep uh, for that. But, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people use melatonin for jet lag. Like I mentioned, I'll take it with me when I'm traveling. And I'll, I, won't, I don't use it all the time, but, you know, if I feel I'm kind of wired and want to get to sleep and I have a short sleep time scheduled, I might take it just to help assure I'll go to sleep. But that's how a lot of people use it. They'll use it short term if they have disruptions in their sleep schedule to help them go to sleep at the right time when they need to go to sleep and to uh, then, you know, Maybe within a few days or a week or whatever, uh, you know, they'll be set for that time zone or, or that situation. Shift workers, for example, might uh, find it beneficial to use it at least at the, in the initial stages where they could reset their sleep times. And that's another popular use for melatonin. The, it's, it's the using it for immunity and for uh, cell health and for uh, GI health that is really the lesser known function areas of melatonin. Hmm. Another question just came in. It says, you said younger adults or younger kids um, not using high dosages. What is an age cutoff? Obviously, I work with my, my physician with my children, 
but do you ever hear of children or young adults using melatonin? Good question. Yeah, in, in fact, most of the abuse of melatonin, where people are calling into poison control centers, are teenagers overdosing on it because of their lifestyles, their sleep-deprived lifestyles. They're trying to compensate. So if a, a normal dose of melatonin doesn't put them to sleep, they take more and more and more, thinking it's like a sleeping pill. It's not exactly like a sleeping pill. It doesn't knock you out. So... Uh, the greatest number of calls to poison control centers over melatonin is related to teenagers taking too much delivery. I mean, it's not an accidental overdose. They're actually dosing themselves to the point of trying to get to sleep because they've been up all night or whatever and they need to get to sleep. They've been you know, either partying or playing video games or whatever they're doing. They're not sleeping correctly. And they're trying to make up for it by taking huge doses of melatonin. And that doesn't work, and it's not safe. Not that it's killing any of them. There are no deaths associated over a more than 10-year period that we looked at for melatonin for teenagers. But, uh, you know, they are the, the number one group that are, whether they're calling poison control centers or being reported to poison control centers by emergency room where they end up there. So, you know, there can be side effects from taking super high doses and, and thinking if a little bit works, more is going to be better. You know, it's not the case. The, the lowest dose that works is the appropriate dose for a sleep aid. And there are other sleep aids people use, you know, the valerian hops, Skullcap, chamomile, homeopathics, calcium, magnesium, you know, a huge list of things that people might use for relaxing, uh, amino acids, uh, 5-HTP, uh, GABA, theanine are, are some other ones. You know, there, there's a huge catalog of products that are associated with relaxing and sleeping, and mixing and matching, in my opinion, is more valid and more, and more safe than simply choosing one and, if it doesn't work, taking more and more and more. You know, that, that's not a logical way to go. You know, it's not the only option. And, you know, anything you take in too much, you know, you take too much vitamin C, you'll get a loose stool. It's self-correcting, but it's not pleasant, you know. Uh, but it's not toxic either. Mm. You know, I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm glad we're doing this. It was a good idea that Marge had because, you know, sometimes we do get locked into one benefit of a nutrient, and we may not ever know other benefits or possible benefits or other supporting, um, you know, the ways of using the product. So this is this is really good. I, um, Melito, I got about one minute here. I, I got a question for you. I want to leave you with. Yep. At the end of every show, I'm going to start asking my guests this question. You know, because I think it's important because you guys are insiders. You guys are are making a difference in the world of health and nutrition. If you have to leave the audience today with just a one comment of something that you think might be a takeaway, either from from you, from your thought process, from the industry, or today's topic, what would that thought be? Well, melatonin has several roles in the body, not just one, but it's not a cure-all. And more is not necessarily better. And there are other options. 
that you might want to mix or match and probably get better results than taking a single product or relying on the magic bullet of one product doing everything. You know, I, I think that what I would really like to do is, um, and thank you for that, is is continue to have, you know, when we talk about things, also bring out other benefits we might not have talked about before, because I think people will really enjoy that. I, I, I think it's wonderful that you can bring up-to-date, relevant information. And, you know, we've had, how many times have we had to adjust our mindsets over the years because things have changed? And, you know, every time I think I, I pretty well know it all, I find out I know as little as I possibly knew way back when. <laughs> I know the data just keeps coming in and, you know, there's, you know, when you start looking at how many studies there have been on a certain nutrient, in some cases they're growing uh, dramatically, you know, where there might have been 10 studies one year and 100 studies 10 years later and 1,000 10 years later on the same nutrient. So, you know, the, the, the data set grows and grows and we learn more and more as time goes on. Well, I want to thank you very much for um, not only being here today, but doing what you do in the industry. Uh, if you can get me an updated link, that would be great, or a link that I could send out to people and have them click and show their disdain and frustration with the possibility of something that could actually alter our lives. I would really appreciate that. And thank you for what you do. I appreciate what you do, too. Thanks for being out there with the public and uh, being a good friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Be well, my friend. Take care. You, too. My guest today, Neil Levin, um, I hope you heard um, the whole show. If not, you might want to go to stayhealthylasvegas.com and listen to the first part of the show. Uh, he talked about what's going on in the industry, and I think it's really important for people to hear what is actually going on out there. You know, we've gone through these trials and tribulations over the years when the uh, right and ability and the, um, I guess, our our availability of being able to do supplementation and, and be able to be part of this and the changing field and new products and new formulas have always been at our fingertips. But, you know, once again, we are at the will of a very few amount of people. You know, you figure four some 400 and some and another 100 in the Senate can actually make a determining factor for the entire country on every issue. But this one touches home because it's health and nutrition. It's our choice. It's our right and I will make sure that those links are out there on my social media. Uh, make sure that you're checking them, passing them on, sharing them with everyone you know. If there's a way they could learn a little bit and maybe sign on on a petition against this insanity. Um, so make sure you go to the sh go to stayhealthylasvegas.com. And when the podcast is posted, make sure you listen to the first part of the show today with Neil Levin from Now Foods. Remember, all of the Now Foods products are available at Stay Healthy Health Food Store every day. Great everyday low prices. You'll see them in just about every category in the store. Awesome, high-quality, clean, effective, and economical products from Now Foods. You don't see them doing a lot of advertising. They put all their money into quality products and keeping the prices affordable. And that's really important. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, that's your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition. Now in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley, they are Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer with good reason. The most knowledgeable staff, the best customer service, individuals that are aware, relevant, educated, informed, and passionate. 
They're going to make it easy for you to be able to have those conversations and those dialogues and bring those questions with you and help you with the clarity and the confusion that is out there when we're all trying to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. They carry only the best of the best. They're a fully packed, full-service store. Remember when you go in there, they do a basket giveaway every single month, sometimes two baskets, and the products are from their favorite companies. They start at about $150 per basket, and they go way up from there. So make sure that you fill out the little slip every time you go in. Don't forget about that updated webpage. They really put a great new face on it. They work really hard on it. StayHealthyLasVegas.com, where, like I mentioned before, you can listen to the on-demand podcast. You can also print a coupon to use on your next visit to the store, and you can enter your email address for all the upcoming things they're going to be doing on the webpage. StayHealthyLasVegas.com. 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, closed on Sunday or the store hours. Remember, on those crazy busy weeks when you really need your stuff, Give them a call at 877-2494-877-2494. They can get it ready for you so you or someone you know can swoop in, pick it up for you, or they have mail order services available. Ask them what's available for you and where you live because I have listeners you know, around the country. Many people do listen and then order from Stay Healthy to have delivered uh, and shipped to them. <clears throat> it's a different world out there now. We're continuing to learn more and more every single day. And I'm so glad that you take the time to tune in. And I'm so glad that you follow through with quality and integrity of not only the products, but the people you work with. Stay Healthy Health Food Store is your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition because they care and because they're going to help you sort out all the rest of the confusion that's going on out there in the industry. They don't want you to have that. So head over to Stay Healthy Health Food Store, 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town & Country Center next to Smith's. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember to tune in Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. for the most up-to-date, relevant information on your health and well-being. With the best guest in the industry, helping us all to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. For your convenience, podcasts of the show are available at StayHealthyLasVegas.com. Make sure to visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer. The store hours, Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6 p.m., closed on Sunday. Stay Healthy provides exceptional service and outstanding knowledge every day. I hope to talk with all of you soon. Stay healthy.